What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hey, everybody. What's shaking? What's going on? It is Jay Scott. Once again, this is the Hook Rocks, the Ultimate Rock Community Podcast. Hope you're doing well, staying safe, and staying healthy. We are at the final weeks of summer, or we are in the final weeks of summer, I should say. The leaves are starting to fall. It's really weird because we went through this heat wave here in Chicago last week where it was like in the mid-90s to upper 90s. The grass is brown. It's dead. And now all of a sudden the leaves are falling. The leaves haven't even changed color. So I don't know. If it's one more reason to hate 2020, I'm already there. But it is weird. It is weird stuff going on. The pandemic is still upon us. Still no live shows. We're probably not going to have any live shows in this area for the rest of the year. I know there's some places across the country that are doing some outdoor stuff. Um, I don't know if there's any indoor shows anybody is doing these shows good luck i hope nobody gets sick hope nobody gets infected but um you know we'll see what 2021 brings us in terms of live music i know i've been reading a lot of interviews with a lot of artists talking about how once the pandemic is over rock music is just going to explode and i have thought that for a long time you know i I do think there's going to be a lot of Albums that were pushed back in two, you know, from 2020 into 2021, namely like the Dead Daisies, uh, is one that comes to mind right off the top of my head. But I'm sure there's a lot more. I know there were plans to record albums. I know I, when I talked to Mark LaBelle, the plans were at the end of the year. When I talked to Nick Nick Reese from Joyce Wolf, plans were to release an album and record at the end of this year. I don't know if they still are. I know Blake from Joyce Wolf's going to be joining us in a few days, so I'll definitely ask him that when I talk to him. But it just seems like it's still unknown because I hope it does explode. But if it does explode, I'm worried about where people are going to play. So it's important to support organizations like Save Our Stages. If you're not familiar with them, it's saveourstages.org, I believe, is the website. You can donate but they're trying to get legislation passed to help out these small clubs and small theaters that rely on live music and performances. So it's very important. And if you're a rock fan, it's very important to you because after this is over, you may be in a market that may not have a small club or theater for these bands to come and play in. And that means that either you have to drive a distance to go see them or they won't come at all. So let's keep our fingers crossed that, it's not as bad as what people are predicting. And with the resurgence of rock, there's also a resurgence with small clubs as well. Now that I've ranted and talked long enough, I'd like to welcome in our next guest, Chris Corradetti from Colorado. What's going on, Chris? Not much. Just listening to you go off. Well, yeah. You know, sometimes I don't know when to <laughs> shut up. But um, 
For those that have listened, Chris has been on the podcast a few times talking about top albums this past year. Over the first and second quarter, we reviewed the albums, the you know our, our favorite albums of last year too as well. And this is going to be a new feature that we're going to be doing bi-monthly where we're going to be showcasing or talking about three bands that we're listening to, three bands that you should know about if you're a rock fan that you should be listening to. Don't be one of those fans that after 10 years, you post on Twitter, on your social media, this band Rival Sons is awesome. Uh, How come I never heard of them? Well, if you would have listened to people like myself and Chris and others, people have been talking about Rival Sons for several years. You just had the idea that all new music sucks and that you didn't want to listen to them until... You saw them open up for Black Sabbath, or you saw heard the song on the radio, or wherever you, however you found them. Don't be that guy again. If we're telling you to listen to band, just go check it out, and just don't give it one spin. Give it a few spins because you may like it. And the three bands that we're going to talk about today are totally kick ass, and we're going to call this segment "In the Know." Okay, if you're listening to this episode or these episodes that we're going to be doing, you're going to be in the know on new bands that are rocking out, are totally kicking ass, and that you should be listening to. You should be in the know. So when someone asks you a question about what what new music should I listen to, you can just refer to this episode and talk about those bands with the people that you're out with at the bar on a Friday night, if you're having a barbecue with, over the holiday season. In fact, a great idea is if you have fans that are music lovers, buy them one of their these CDs that we're going to talk about over the next few months as a Christmas gift. I'm sure they'll appreciate it. But without further ado, yeah, absolutely, man. I'm, I'm, I'm always here about the holiday charm, you know? So Christmas right, well, is... Well, don't tell me who you're going to do so I know what to expect at Christmas time from you. Okay, all right. <laughs> well, let's get right into it. So we got three bands. I'm going to go first. Chris is going to go second. And then we're going to talk about one band that we picked that... We both are digging right now, both listening to. And again, I hope this spawns some interest with you, the listener, into checking out some new music. Because whether I do the polls on Twitter, whether I post stuff on Facebook, whether I do interviews with George Lynch or Joe Satriani, my passion really and my motivation for doing this podcast is to promote new music. If we are telling you to check these bands out. Trust in us. You may not like them. Not a, you know, we're not insisting that you have to like these bands, but these are just bands that we're listening to that we hope you give a chance and check out. So without further ado, let's yeah, it's not begin. Like, it's not like we're throwing out like Fred Durst. Yeah. Give us a little credit. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We're not, um, you know, we're not, we're not telling you to check out like the new third eye blind album or whatever. <laughs> Not if you listen to them, I hope that wasn't offensive, but um, they are not in my bucket. I'm in, in my sweet spot, I should say. So, what do you got? all right, my first band that I so my first pick is a band out of Greece that I've had on the new music spotlight. I had the pleasure of interviewing the drummer Labros G. Band is One Thousand Mods. Their new album Youth of Descent was out this past April. One of my favorite albums of the year, a band that I have promoted on my Twitter page and on my social media. I've been following them now for about a year and a half. I discovered them by listening to YouTube. I, I, I discover a lot of bands. I, I'm on some kind of algorithm where new bands or new music is constantly popping up into my feed, which is cool. I love it. But I discovered them one night. Same night, I think I discovered Lachinga which is a band we'll talk about at another time. Um, I love Lachinga. Great band. In fact, for those listening, the new intro and the outro is by Lachinga. We're going to have a rotation of music as we move forward with new episodes. But The Youth of Dissident came out this past year. Fantastic album. Um, Previous albums are Superfan Vacation, uh, Vultures, released in 2014, and Repeated Exposure 2, released in 2016. The band falls under the genre of stoner rock, and those of you who have listened to my episodes consistently know that I'm not a big fan of subgenres. 
even though I know that's the thing now. I think it does more harm than good when it comes to promoting new music. I grew up with pop rock, rock, hard rock, heavy metal, and thrash. And then I knew grunge came, or I know grunge came in afterwards, and there's been other subgenres like new rock and other stuff. I just think that, yes, it may help the band get on certain festivals and people that follow, you know, Stoner Rock, I imagine it's mostly college students um, that do follow that, you know, that subgenre, take an interest in that stuff. But I think that less is always more. And I think that when you categorize bands and subgenre categories, it just waters down and it makes people confused and you know, rock music right now is struggling with relevancy. I'd like to see us get back to less subgenres and more about just it being rock music. Nonetheless, this band has blown me away. Um, the song Vitage on Supervan Vacation has one of the best grooves that I've ever heard, and it's just a great song. A lot of their songs are lengthy. So prepare for that. Some other songs are six minutes and over. But as they've moved on and developed, you can see a lot of their music becoming a little bit more around the hook, around songwriting, and a little shorter than normal. Granted, they still have on their new stuff a couple of lengthy songs too as well. I certainly don't mind that stuff because I always find music like that interesting. But check these guys out. If you like Black Sabbath... I think you will like these guys. They have that vibe. They have yeah. that Sabbath vibe to them. And their new album is great. I would probably start out with their new album or my favorite out of the previous three, the album called Vultures from 2014. A great album. All their stuff is good, but I would probably start with those two. What do you think about these guys, Chris? I, I like them a lot. I, I have not heard Vultures. I haven't heard any of the others except Youth of Descent. And um, I, I really like it. There's a, a song on there. Uh, I think it's Young. And it's just a long, rocking jam. Like, I get I get the stoner rock label with them. Like a Lachinga. I, I totally get it. And it, it, it's, a, it's a heavy jam, but it's not... I don't know how to describe it. It's just, it's just a good long jam. But uh, I think the back half of this album is fantastic. The first half of the album is good, but it, it, this album gets better the longer you listen to it. Uh, I'm really into these guys. Not not enough to honestly go look at the other ones yet, but that's because there's too much goddamn new music out. Yeah, but there this is. is a good band, and people should absolutely look, listen, be listening to them. Absolutely. I think what really draws me to them is that they're interesting um you know we we do compare our new bands to legacy bands of yesteryear and of course you know we hear comparisons from a lot of new bands oh they sound like this band they sound like that band they're blues based these guys really are not blues based um no you know they're they're kind of a, a grungy sabbath you know they're if if sabbath came out during the grunge era, it, it would probably sound something like this, in my opinion. So that's where I would kind of start with that expectation. But what's really cool about them is throughout their catalog, from their first album, Supervan Vacation, to now with their latest album, Youth of Descent, their musicianship has grown, their songwriting has grown, Every album, they seem to take the next step, which is really cool. I always like to see a band develop because, let's face it, it's very hard to develop as a new band because record labels, if they are on one, if a new band is on one, don't have the patience for developing new bands like they did years ago. So it's definitely, you know, a band that is developing and is growing. And the story that they have, if you want to check out the... New Music Spotlight with Labros a few months ago, he tells the story of how they've all grown up with each other and they're all friends and and you can listen and kind of dig deep into that whole episode, but I appreciate it because they're interesting. They're not they don't sound like anything that's out right now. Um, And I like that. 
they have they beat to their own drum they do their own thing they have a they have a yep. style that is unique to their own even though you can draw on that influence of black sabbath so i i do highly recommend these guys um, follow them on their social media follow them on their youtube channel you know we're really big into that if you really want to support your bands they need you to subscribe to that stuff so please check them out i hope you like them um again you know their their CDs, their prior catalog is very difficult to find. I will tell you that. So you're not going to find them on Amazon. You're not going to find it. Um, I don't think they have them for sale on their website. I think they're all sold out unless they printed up some more or, or did some more. But the way I found them was on Discogs, which I have mentioned before will be the death of me at some point. <laughs> so... Like I, I bought the last three albums by them in a bundle from a record store in Austria. So if that tells you anything how much of a serious collector I am, then great. Do you have to pay when you buy music from Austria? Do they hit you with that, that value-added tax? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck. That is yeah. ridiculous. I tried to buy a CD last week. And they went. It was an eleven dollars US CD, and after the value added tax and international shipping, it went to fifty five bucks. Yeah, I think digital download. It is. (laughs) I think each CD was twenty bucks a piece, and then I had to pay for the shipping. And the shipping wasn't as bad because it was you know all three CDs were combined. But um, yeah, it, it it they're not easy to find, but they're well worth it if you really get into them. You can find all their music on YouTube. I'm sure you can find their stuff on Spotify and, you know, Apple, iTunes. I think, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm looking on their webpage right now. They've got the Spotify badge and the I, the Apple badge and the YouTube badge. So you can find their music. But if you do like them, you know, buy their music. You know, support them. We want them to come back to America. I know they toured North America on their last album. They did 29 dates in North America. I don't know how many didn't they did in the U.S., but, oh wow! Um, Who did I, they tour with? I think you know. I think they just came by themselves. So, oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. You know, they, it was a and small, cl- yeah, it was a small club tour. Um, you know, and I'm sure they picked their spots of where that you know to go. I mean, I'm sure places like Chicago and L.A. and you know East Coast and up in Seattle. You know, I'm sure they had a nice crowd as to as to where else they played. I don't have the old tour dates in front of me, but. You know, I know there were plans to come back here this year before the pandemic. Obviously, that didn't happen, but I do hopefully expect them to come back in 2021. And again, support new music, support new bands. You know, a lot of what is happening in the lack of support is because of the fans with the money, the classic rock bands. A lot of them don't go to small clubs, so a lot of them don't feel the pain or know the pain of going to a small club and theater and seeing a band. They go to the big stadium concerts and do all that stuff. So lend a few bucks to save our stages and have a place for these bands to play when they do come from overseas. We need more bands from overseas to come because there's such a vibrant music scene in Europe and in the UK and other places too as well. Have you listened to the full, you've listened to the full album Youth Descent. You know, uh, you mentioned, you know, the back half is just really, really awesome. I agree with you. I like, you know, like Less Is More and Pearl and so many days. Um, there's, I, that's, that's all I can think of off the top of my head without actually going back to the CD and look. But I can recall four or five songs off the CD. So, I mean, I know it was good enough for me to remember those. It's a great album. I think you can get it on Amazon. You can get it on their website. So please, if you are listening and you want to check them out and you do like them, go support them. I'd love you guys and, to do and that. If I, if I recall correctly, I mean, it's a, it's a long season. It's got, what, 12, 13 songs in there? 11, yeah. 12 songs? Yeah. I mean, it's a... Yeah, no. It, it, it's good stuff. I, and I hadn't... Honestly, I hadn't heard about them until... Uh, I think you mentioned them, like, late last year. Or you... you I think I, I learned of them from you, according to my nerdy Excel spreadsheet, but I don't remember when. <laughs> And if you're not aware, people, Chris does have a spreadsheet keeping track of all the new bands. And you may laugh and say, oh, God, how nerdy is that? I need one, okay? I need to develop one because 
Chris is sending me stuff. Um, there's some of our other favorite followers that post new music. In fact, I want to give a shout out to Teresa Taylor, who oh she's awesome. <laughs> if you're not following her, you can find her at tat twenty six thirty. Teresa Taylor at tat twenty six thirty. She posts new music all the time, and I don't think she's ever posted something that I didn't like. She posts a lot no, of great she, stuff. She, she's awesome. She's I, I told her, I think a couple weeks ago or last week, she's my UK musical doppelganger. She, she doesn't, she, she's, she's never recommended me something that I've listened to and been like, yeah, it's all right. It, it's all stuff where I listen to it and I go, oh shit, who are these guys? And I got to check this out and I, I can go down the list on my nerdy spreadsheet and, and look at all the bands that she's, she's suggested. And they're all like one star, two star, three stars. There's no X's or, or now nah, this sucks. I, she's good. You should follow her and listen to her and check out the, uh, the playlist that she just sent out today. It, it, she's good. She's like the superwoman of new music in the UK. Like, I like like Chris just yep. said, she's never posted anything where I've been like, eh, it's all right. I mean, everything she posts is great. I mean, you do get a lot of sites and social media stuff that like to throw a bunch of stuff against the wall and see if it sticks. And some of it's good, some of it's not. She posts stuff that is just just kick ass. Um, so give her a follow once again. Tat twenty six thirty Teresa Taylor. You will not be disappointed if you want to listen to new music. She is the goods when it comes to stuff coming out of the UK. Yeah. Truth. So who you got? The truth. Um, I have, if you are a fan of just straight up hard rock, nothing fancy, just straight up hard rock. I have a band out of New Zealand, Black Smoke Trigger. They released their um, debut I think it's an EP. It's seven songs, but it's still it's a debut EP called Set It Off. And I think it was released around our Thanksgiving. So, you know, like late November. I didn't find it. I found it through Mike at KRA, like mid to late December. Um, and this album is so badass that it has not left my car. It gets played at least once a week. And my favorite song, whenever I get to it, they're all great, but my favorite song, when I get to it, gets played two or three straight times. It's that good. Um, they are, it's, my favorite song is, is Blindfolds and Rattlesnakes. And if you don't know this band, just go to YouTube and type in Black Smoke Trigger Live Black um Blindfolds and Rattlesnakes. They just released a live version of this song, I think over the weekend or maybe late last week. And there's no video to it. It's just audio. And it smokes. It just, it's just fucking great. And if you need something other than that to draw you in, if you're a Motley Crue fan, the third song on the album, um, The Way I'm Wired, uh, features Nick Mars. I mean, this band's got a great guitarist, but Mick Mars jumps in there and just tears the song up. It's it's great. They're new, and we need this fucking virus to go away so we can get them over here because I desperately need to see these guys. I desperately need to see these guys. I have that man crush that I have on the Colts Stairs and Blacktop Mojo, I have with these guys. Except there's no back catalog like, the cold stairs and blacktop mojo and, and you know, some of those bands that I'm crushing on, these guys don't have it. It's just one EP. Fantastic. It's just, there's good rock everywhere. Just got to look for it. People. There is. The and I know, I know that I got a message from you this weekend and you fell down the black smoke trigger rabbit hole, which is awesome. Yeah. I, you know, what's funny is you had told me about this band a few months ago. And I do remember listening to a song and I get inundated with a lot of stuff being sent to me and stuff. And, and a lot of times I want to go back to something and I just completely forget. But Spreadsheet, baby. I know. I know. I just <laughs> talked about that. 
I got to have something where I get reminders. So now what I've started to do is if like, like Teresa just sent out her uh, playlist today. And it's like 270 some songs. Out. 69 songs. <laughs> 69? I thought there was like 200 or something. No, 200. And I think it's like 269 okay, songs. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so now what I do when I see stuff like that, I try my best to bookmark the tweet. Yeah. So like, I know I can go back and shake, take a look at it because like I was looking through some of that playlist today. I'm like, I need to bookmark this because I, I'm going to forget about pretty much all of this. So I'm, I'm listening, I'm on YouTube this weekend and I'm checking out some new music. And again, the algorithm hit me, the black smoke trigger song comes up. I'm like, wow, these guys are really badass, And these guys are really awesome. And I'm thinking to myself, someone told me about them, you know? And then of course you have all these bands with the word black in it. Some of the times you can, you know, (laughs) my suggestion for anyone starting a new band, don't use the word black anymore. I'm just saying. So, um, but you know, you have, you know, Black Smoke Trigger, and I'm like, someone told me about these guys, and I think it was Chris, and I sent you a message. I'm like, did you tell me about yep. Black Smoke Trigger? And you're like, yep. And I'm like, these guys are fucking awesome, you know. So, thank you again for exposing me to them. I appreciate it. Uh, it took me a while to get hooked by them, but I certainly am. They are a great band. I love just everything about them. They've got such a great groove. They have elements of blues and they've got elements of, you know, hard rock in there. Um, just all around good stuff. Really, really do just enjoy their music. The, uh, the, the lead singer has this, uh, I think it's Baldrick or something like that. He, he has this, um, Rob Zombie sands the makeup and like take that whole costume away. But you know, Zombie is on stage. He's got this brooding, overloading kind of presence and he just stands up there and just owns it. He just, like, you watch the live clips and he just belts it out. Hey, I, I've got to see these guys live. This would be, you know, if you're looking for suggestions on new podcast guests, these guys might be fun. <laughs> oh, I thought about it. Yeah. Let, me, let, let me just say to you that whenever you, whenever I tell you I like a band, keep in mind I'm, <laughs> the I'm trying. I'm the, the call or the email has been sent. You know, so um, I get a bit like whenever. That's why I love when like people send me stuff, or if I discover a new band, you know, just listening to YouTube or whatever. Like my son told me about a great band last week called pretty vicious and they're really kick-ass too they got like this punk sound um just a great vibe to him as well i get a lot of new music well, from check him them out. yeah yeah so he sends me some stuff you know obviously he's got the rock and roll gene he likes discovering new bands but Teresa taylor on twitter is someone that you really need to follow chris is someone that you need to follow robin the hood is someone that you need to yep. follow he posts some really good stuff Chris will plug his Twitter feed when he when we're done with you know at the end of the episode here. But you can follow Rob in the hood at the Recividus. Is that right? The Recividus. Yeah, you can spell that one. Yeah. Yeah. It's the R-E-C-I-D-I-V-I-S-T-S. So check him out too. He's got some good stuff. And there's plenty others too as well. So if you follow my page or you follow Chris's page, we're always talking about new music. And Black Smoke Trigger is a phenomenal band that uh, Chris has really been digging for a while, been talking about for a while. But, you know, to get a band over here from New Zealand is difficult. It's a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. You know, I was talking to Devilskin uh, earlier this year, too, I think back in March or April. And, you know, they were talking about just the expense it is to come to America, but they were going to be doing a big European show. I hope. The pause in momentum that rock and roll has seen this year, especially with the new bands, I hope a lot of these bands do stick around. I know there's been a few that I've talked to. I mean, Eddie Spaghetti from Super Suckers, who's been around for 20-some years, said in the interview, this might be the end of the road for the Super Suckers if this doesn't turn around fast, and he's out in L.A. So, And, and they just had a death in the band. 
Well, not one of their current members. One of their one of their uh, original oh. members. Yeah. Oh, I thought he was a current member. Okay. So the, I mean that that is a reality for a lot of these bands and a lot of these clubs and Ehab from South of Eden, who we're going to talk about next. You know, mentioned that because of the pandemic and because they're not doing much, you know, he had to go back to work and you know pick up some shifts yeah. at whatever he does and. You know, here's a band that uh, just released an EP a couple of weeks ago that I've been waiting, you've been waiting for this to come out for a while. I know based on the interview that he said that they have a full-length album ready to go, but they didn't want to release it because they can't can't really tour on it right now. So they released this four-song EP. I think it's only available through digital release. And if you're listening South of Eden, please... Please bundle that up with a T-shirt, hat, and Please. a CD. Yes. <laughs> I love the physical copy. But, you know, but that's a reality for a lot of these guys. You know, a lot of these new bands, it's not like it was back in the day where, you know, they'd be under contract with a record label. They would get an advance, and they would have, you know, money in their pocket to survive something like this. I mean, if this happened in the 80s at the height of the glam metal scene, a lot of those bands would have been okay um, just based on how the record industry was at that time. And I may be ignorant on this, on the, you know, situation, but if I'm wrong, someone please tell me, but I think, like I said, those bands would have been okay. But here and now the way the music industry is where bands don't make a lot of money off of their music, their recorded music, they have to tour. Obviously they can't tour. So, you know the the wallet's hurting right now. The the money, the bank account is is being drained because nothing's coming in. Very little's coming in. So support the bands, buy merchandise, buy some stuff on their website, listen to their live streams, tip them a few bucks. I mean, it's not going to be what they're going to make from a show, but you know they are hurting. But you know, getting back to Chris's yeah. point, you know, a band coming from New Zealand, I don't know if it's going to throw a wrench in bands coming over from the UK or other countries like New Zealand forever or for, you know, for the next decade, it's going to be difficult because how are they going to pay these bands? You know, if, if they're only at half capacity or 30% capacity. So it's a question and it really does affect new bands and bands that rely on those small clubs and theaters. It's a definite state of affairs that is, um, it's not going to go away anytime soon. And then it goes to all that stuff that like you and Julian talked about. Like it, it, if a band like Black Slip Trigger can get in, like do they have to get sponsored by Bud Light or Coors Light or, you know, some some New Zealand liquor, you know, that will be sold at the club. I mean, that's, that's a lot of work. It is. And, you know, when you talk about sponsorship, our, you know, what companies are going to sponsor stuff? Companies are hurting, you know, as well. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, is it going to become like NASCAR where, you know, bands are going to have four or five different sponsors for their show? You know, they're going to need a sponsor to get their tour bus or, you know, their 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 hotel money, their food money. They're going to need a sponsor to help pay them to get on stage. So, I mean, that's a, that's a possibility that, that may be down the road. Who knows? if it will ever come to fruition or not. But, I mean, I definitely think it's an avenue that needs to be researched and see what happens, right? I mean, I'm going to be really bummed if I get to go see Rival Sons next time and J.B. Cannon comes out on the stage wearing a Chardon vest. But if that's what it takes to get me to see him, I guess i got to deal with it, right? <laughs> well, how about, like, you know, like a Budweiser patch, like, on his, on his, like, thigh or something like that? Or, you know, a Budweiser T-shirt or something, you know? Right. I mean, that would work, yeah. But I don't know if it would really bother me if they have all these sponsors, you know? I mean, if it's making, if it's getting people to play on stage, then right. whatever, I'm all for it. Let's do it, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. you Let's know. Let's just have a concert. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, you know, interesting enough, Crash Crafton just sent me a message yesterday that in Rockford, which is about 90 minutes from me, um, here in Illinois, they're going to be having at the end of September, I think it is, or maybe end of October, the Blackberry Smoke's going to be playing along with Rick Nielsen's 
brotherhood band or family band or whatever it is. Um, and that's interesting because it's going to be an outdoor venue, but I think it's going to be a game time decision because that's going to be right in the middle of flu season and who knows where we're going to be at. Is that going to be like one of those uh, concerts that they tried in Europe where everyone has to stay in their five by five little stage or is it like a full on amphitheater kind of outdoor thing where people can just sit where they want and not really social distance? I don't know. That's a great question. I don't know. Oh. So I don't know how that's going to be worked out. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. I mean, they're trying their best to get live music out to the people. I just don't know in certain markets if it's able to happen. You know, everyone's talking about the numbers coming down with COVID, but we still haven't experienced a flu season yet, and we still don't know right. how that's going to affect the healthcare system. So that's kind of why everything's been put on hold. Everything's like, why is everything put on hold? It's because every hospital knows to a certain percentage what their capacity is going to be at with the regular flu. Right, every hospital can tell you can tell you based on statistical history. Now, with COVID, how is it going to affect the healthcare system, and will it be overrun like they were hoping it wouldn't be? You know, in the beginning of this pandemic, and a lot of places flatten the curve. So that's really where the motivation comes from. Is they just want to wait and see. That's why schools are a lot of schools here are doing e-learning. A lot of schools all over the country. So with concerts, you know, it's it's just a big question of you know, where and when and how they're going to do it. And like um, Mike, who was talking about the Guitar Hero and his custom guitar shop, you know, Mm -hmm. how many fights are going to break out at these small theaters when someone coughs on you, you know, that's standing like behind you? You know, people get in fights because they spill beer on each other. You know, how many many COVID-related brawls are going to be at a show because someone like, you know, isn't coughing into their armpit or, or in, into whatever, and they're just coughing out, and, and someone turns around and just blasts the person that's coughing. How many times is that going to happen? Well, and, and also, like, you, you, it's really prevalent on the news now, but, like, you see all these these colleges going back, and, and they have, they're having these big frat parties or even smaller frat parties, and then, you, you know, you hear about it, like, a week later, you know, X school has 300 cases or 500 cases or 600 cases or 800 cases. And then you, you, you take that and you turn around and you go, damn, I saw dirty honey at a tiny club here in Denver. And it was packed with like maybe 150 people, but we were crammed in there and it was hot and it was sweaty and it was a great show. Fuck, I don't know that I want to go do that. Like, like that's only 150 people. That's not even like a lot of people, but you know, when you're crammed in there, that's, right. that's, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, no, it, it's it's definitely something to think about. I mean, I don't know if I'm willing to do it until I know that there's some sort of treatment or vaccine. Now, I'm not going to take a vaccine right. that just came out and was rushed to market. Um, you know, I may wait a little bit on that, but I don't know what, what next year is going to bring with live shows in certain markets. I don't know what this fall is going to bring. It's just, yeah, it's just so unknown. And, you know, the bands we're talking about, that's one of the motivations for this show is to bring attention to some of these bands that are unable to tour and hopefully draw some interest, whether it's one person, 10, 50, or 100, or whatever it is. Check out these bands we're talking about. It really matters to the future of rock music. And if you are a rock fan and rock music has given you so much in your life, good times, great memories, you got to, yeah, hangovers, um, <laughs> you know, whatever parties you got to give back a little bit. And, and, and we're not talking about, you know, donating money, donate your time to listen to new music. And then when, if you'd like that band, tell your buddy that this band is really cool that they should check them out. Then that person pay it forward with these bands. That's what we're asking. Donate your time to just check out some new music. We've mentioned two bands here tonight. 1,000 Mods was my pick. Black Smoke Trigger was Chris's pick. And now we're on to our third, which we just mentioned a short while ago, and that's South of Eden, who just released their debut EP, The Talk. And if you haven't listened to it yet, if you haven't checked out this band, you're wasting valuable time. (laughs) 
I completely agree. It's fantastic. Oh my god! Holy it's, shit! It's, it's a, a completely melodic and riffy filled poo-poo platter of what to expect from whenever that full-on uh, LP comes out. It's it's great. The one thing that I mentioned to people that I've talked to about the album is just the power of their sound. Like it really is like it's a punch in, in the gut, like a punch in the on, on the chin. Like they just wallop you with their music, with their tone. They wallop you sonically, the way the music is mixed and recorded. It's just a powerful sound for a new band and I just love it. They give you nice pops of drums. Not long, you know, like, like at, at the beginning of Dancing with Fire, it, it, you know, it's a quick punch of percussion, you know, and then there's that little hit of percussion at the end of that song, you know, like they don't overdo it. They give you enough, you know. It's, it, I love this is great. Yeah, I mean, it's one of my most anticipated releases, or one of the most anticipated releases that I was looking forward to um, at the beginning yep. of the year. Obviously, you know, hate to beat a dead horse but COVID affected a lot of things that band and, in Michigan <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but you know this was a this was a band that was poised to release their full length album this year and tour in support of it and they of course were unable to do so so they were sitting around on all this good music trying to get it out to the people people like myself that were anticipating it wanted to hear this they were they was decided to release a four song EP kind of a teaser and it's just absolutely phenomenal. They were used to be called Black Coffee. And for those that have been following me for a while, I used to post a lot of Black Coffee stuff, a couple of their songs over the past 18 months to a couple of years. And because they just blew me away. Another band that I found on YouTube with the algorithm. Um, I don't know. It's just a great source for me to find new music. But nevertheless, I posted it. People were just raving about it. And they had to change their name because it's impossible to copyright Black Coffee. So they changed it to South of Eden. And everything that I expected and more came out in this EP. The songs are Morning Brew, the title track, The Talk, Dancing with Fire, and Solo. Solo, to me, has a great bass riff, and it's just the pocket with the drums. Morning Brew is just really super sexy. It's got a little bit of a Lenny Kravitz vibe to it, as does Solo. And then the talk and Dancing with Fire are just out-and-out rockers. I love Solo. When I first, I think the first few times I listened to it, I obviously like Dancing with Fire, but Morning Brew kind of really stuck with me first. But with each passing listen, Solo is so funky yet soulful, and then you get the chorus and, uh, he, he doesn't sing this way, but it, it, he, it, there's a real like Chris Cornell like, you know, chorus section, mm-hmm. and, and he nails it. And it's it's such a it's funky guitar line. It, it's cool. It, it's a it's a really cool song. And it's a great band. And those that really enjoy the fun in rock music, the way South of Eden presents itself, especially in their debut video. It brings back the fun in rock music. You know, the, the, one of the bands that, you know, is very similar to that type of vibe is a band from the UK, Massive Wagons, which I'm sure at some point we'll yep. discuss on this show. But I think yep. that's really important is to kind of have that fun vibe. And, and you know, when you watch the video Dancing with Fire, it is like watching bands from back in the day, like your Guns N' Roses or your Van Halen's or your ACDC's. They've got that vibe to them that you, you want to get up and you want to, you know, you want to party, you want to have a good time. I thought that one of the things that I liked about this EP is that you know, each song's a little different and it's a little different from the black copy LP, the take one. Cause not that that's a bad thing. The, the, Take one, I thought there were a bunch of songs on there that just came off with this Guns N' Roses-like energy, you know, like, like Hurricane and, and, and even like Monica. And, and you know, Dancing with Fire and the talk 
have that, but to, to a different degree, but they kind of give you a little bit of everything in each one of these songs. It's, it's good. It's, it's one of the things you can listen to and just say, oh, shit. What, what, when is the LP coming out? I, I, I need that to happen now, you know? Yeah, he's t- he's talking like they still have a lot of music that they're sitting on. And I do anticipate... Yeah, he said, like, they, they wrote, what did he say? Like, they wrote 25 songs and recorded 12, and he thinks 10 are going to the album, including that cover song that just has me drooling. Uh, that sounds like it could be fantastic. Yeah. Um, Ehab kind of broke the story here a couple weeks ago on the New Music Spotlight with them recording a Audio Slave cover. So can't wait till that comes out because, yeah. That's going to be. That's and as we're talking about them right now, I literally just hit, checked Twitter, and they just sent out a tweet that a new music video will drop tomorrow. So uh, interesting. Will September first. Will it be the Audio Slave cover, or will it be from their new EP? Probably from their new EP. I would imagine. I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's they're, exciting. They're exciting. They're fun, and you know, when you listen to like a song like "Dancing with Fire," you you kind of get the, the realization hit me like how tight this band is they have a tight sound very you know it, very it's, it's a great point because i was blown away because two of the guys went to berkeley school of music out in boston yeah so these yeah. guys you know they they know their instruments they know their well their way around the instruments and i think that's really cool and really awesome um just yeah, I, I can't say enough about this band. Really excited about their future. There's so many bands that I'm just like I'm. I'm just kind of doing a little Rolodex in my head right now, thinking of all the ba- bands that are coming out and releasing new music over the last couple of years that we're waiting on. We're still waiting on the Greta Van Fleet album. I'm sure the pandemic has a lot <laughs> to do with that. We talk about it's not an episode. The episode is not complete between you and I. If we unless, haven't brought them up, <laughs> unless we unless we bring up. Where the hell is the Greta Van Fleet new album? You know? I'm really looking forward to that, but you know what I'm not looking forward to is all of the bullshit that will follow it. You know, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. no, I, I want to hear the music. I don't want to deal with the shit. <laughs> you know, and that's the thing too. You know, it's like who did I talk to about this with on, on an episode just not that wild? I think it was Marcy about how Marcy from KLOS, Marcy Weiser. Yep. That. Um, you know, we, these bands come out, you know, everyone complains about new music sucking and there's no good bands. And then you have these bands come out that are blues-based and that are kick-ass. And we build them up. Oh, my God, they're awesome. They're so great. They're freaking great. Oh, my God. And then six months later, uh, they sound like Zeppelin cover band. They suck. You know, whatever. And, you know, again, there's this critic on YouTube that, just annoys the piss out of me but you know here he is really you know when when they came out with the anthem of a peaceful army album late in 2018 you know he released this youtube um review of an album and of course it has to get clicks so of course the title of the youtube review was to gain clicks and then he goes into his speech and his rant on greta van fleet and it was completely off base. It was completely wrong. If, if you know, and again, rock music, rock music fans should never waste their time listening to critics. You should never gauge what you should be listening to by what critics are suggesting. Rock and roll has never been about the critics. Greta Van Fleet, they're developing their sound. So let's see what they come out with. And if they sound a little bit like Led Zeppelin or Cream or Rush old rush so what so what enjoy them let the 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 kids are listening to the music the kids never had a led zeppelin so and you know those that complain about them sounding like led zeppelin led zeppelin did did rip off a major portion of their catalog from blues artists that zeppelin fans some zeppelin fans don't like to talk about even though Zeppelin's my favorite band of all time. But anyway, but yeah. yes, it wouldn't be a discussion between you and I unless we brought up where the hell is the new Greta Van Fleet album. Right. Just where? It's a simple question, people. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
But when you think about, you know, like, I'm again, I'm doing that Rolodex in my head of, like, the new bands just from the U.S., you know, Greta Van Fleet, The Struts, Dirty Honey, Joyous Wolf, South of Eden, Tyler Bryant and The Shakedown. Um, oh, he's great. Yeah, I mean, there's so many. Dorothy is a great band. Um, there's so many that I'm not mentioning, and please don't take it as, you know, I don't it's like Dirty it. Honey, Blacktop Bojo, there's lots. Oh, yeah. You'll never get them all out. You'll oh, yeah. Low, Low Water is another great band. I mean, Low there's Water. so many. Yeah. Like, Goodbye June is another great band. I mean, there's so many that I wish I could. And there's so much good stuff from Canada and overseas. The U.K. new music scene, new rock music scene is just flourishing right now. And stop <laughs> calling it. One of the issues I have with what they're doing in the U.K., and I'm going to go off on a little bit of a rant here, is stop calling it the new wave of classic rock. There is nothing. Oh, I don't, I don't mind that. Yeah, but you don't mind it because you're my age. But nothing True. turns off a 15, 16-year-old kid than hearing the term classic rock because that's dad's music. Stop using that term. Use, it's the new wave of rock, plain and simple. New wave of classic rock appeases me but that music needs to connect to the young people, and it's not if you have the word classic in there. No kid, my son included, yeah, wants to listen to yeah. classic rock, okay? They want to listen to their own new stuff. I mean, you've seen my son's playlist. It's, it's filled with newer yep. music. He doesn't want to, you know, yep. um, hear that stuff, but that's my beef with it. I think the idea comes from a really good place. And I think it's a, right. it's, it's a, you know, so I'm not like saying, oh, that's just a dumb, idea. it's a great idea, but just take out that one word because you don't need to connect with people like me. You need to connect with the younger people and they're not going to connect with the word classic. They're just not. I'm no. Kidding. Yeah. You make a good point. I hadn't thought of it that way. I thought it was a good uh, way to market people saying like, oh, I, I, my dad used to play ACDC all the time growing up. Oh, maybe I can find a new AC. Like, you know, but yeah, you're right. You're right. A 15 year old doesn't want to. Yeah, I mean, he'll find some stuff that sounds like his dad's stuff. He wants to find his own stuff. Yeah, and and you know, here's another great thing about South of Eden too, right? Because um, we're talking about kids, and I mentioned this on the New Music Spotlight that my son and his friends were all on their phones and social media, connecting with each other, waiting for the release of the video for Dancing with Fire. So because of social media, there was a young group of kids that already knew about this band releasing new music, and they already had heard the music from Black Coffee, so they were anticipating this. And it felt like, to me, looking and hearing about this whole experience with my son and his friends, that they were like we were, waiting for the album to be released at midnight, standing in line at Tower Records or whatever record store to get your new music. That's awesome. We need more of that. We need more of that buzz yep. because that's what's going to hook that younger generation. And when you've got a band like South of Eden, you've got so many other great bands that we've mentioned time to time, we need that buzz. We really do. And start telling your kids not to listen to rock music because it's bad for them, and they're going to start listening to it. <laughs> Use reverse psychology. Don't tell them, like, oh, this is really good. No matter how much you want to tell them, like, wow, this sounds really kick-ass. Tell them it sucks and it's bad for their brain and you don't want to hear that stuff in the house. And then you will have birth, the birth of a rock fan right there. You know, two of the things that I, I really like that I, I, I heard in your podcast was that one, they, they are, they went into the studio and recorded all this new music. They weren't, you know, the, the label, I think it's like Lava, I think it was, wasn't saying like, hey, give us like two or three new songs and then we'll just take some of your black coffee stuff and repackage it and send it back out. Like, it's all new stuff. Fantastic. And two, you know, kind of like piggybacking on some of the conversations, like you, you had part of a conversation with, uh, oh God, I'm sorry. What was her name? Sydney last week, last Friday? Sydney oh, Taylor, Thursday. yeah. Yeah, and you've had it with, with other folks about like the rock star, but if you go back and listen to how he holds himself, how he answers your questions, how straightforward and open and honest, and hey, I want you to, to be honest about what you're talking about, and, and if you have those shitty opinions, I want you to say it out loud because it shows the world to you. That's who you need. That's the guy when you're talking about people who need rock stars. 
he's got it. You know, he's not an asshole about it. He's, he's supremely confident in himself. He's not cocky and he's not an asshole. But he's not afraid to say what, what he believes. And he's confident in what he believes and he's confident in his abilities. Like, that, that's one of those rock star guys. I agree. That's your lead yes, player, you know? yes. Because we, we should do a show on, like, the 10 new rock stars on a rise. Like, who we feel is a great front man or whomever. Because there's a lot of people, there's a lot of guys that are in bands right now that I think are developing into that. Um, yep. And I think he's definitely one of them. He's definitely has that presence. I mean, when you, I watched the live stream last week when they had them. And again, you know, his presence just fills a room and you can't yeah. take his eyes off. It filled the empty room. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Right. You know, and I think like, you know, like, like the guy from the struts who Sydney and I talked about last week and I've mentioned Mark LaBelle and I've mentioned Nick Reese, Tyler Bryant has a great stage presence. And there's a lot of other great guys too, that are great new singers or new frontmen that have that personality. But no, I, I do agree with you when you watch Ehab perform mm-hmm. you know with with um south of eden it's it's awesome he's got that he's got that presence and and to go back to your comment about the black coffee album the take one album do you have that album i do i have it sitting on my desk right in front of me right now autograph yes maybe one day that'll be the you know the like the most valuable thing i ever possessed but who knows um that would be awesome yeah, but I I was surprised that they that he said that they're all new material on on the album that they're sitting on, and they took four of these yeah. songs from that album. So on one hand, I'm excited that they did all new material, and on the other, I was kind of curious to see if they would rework or re-record any of the stuff that came on that album because that first record is really raw, like. You can see the yeah. polish. I mean, it doesn't have a. It still has a raw sound, but you can see how they've grown as musicians since that first record was recorded. And of course, yeah, I think Ehab played bass on that album too. He doesn't play bass yep. anymore. So well, that's what I was just going to say. The CD. I'm looking at the back of it. It's just the three of them, but they don't have the bass player on here. Right, and he plays right. the bass in uh, in uh, barely the, the video for I barely know her. Yes, yes, he does. Yeah. yeah. So. So, I mean, so it would have been interesting to hear how going into a four-piece from a three-piece changed their sound. Um, yep. Maybe at some point, maybe they'll do a few songs off that album as maybe like a special edition or something like that. That'd be kind of cool. But, yeah, I like the fact that, you know, they did they did all new material. I think that's really cool. So I hope it keeps it, going. It leaves you excited. It leaves you excited for more, right? You know, yeah. Okay, so we wrote 25. We recorded 12. Okay, we're, we're thinking we, we might put 10 on the album. Great. All right, so what's going to happen to the other two? And, okay, what's happening to the other 13 songs? So you just could go, you guys aren't doing anything right now. Come on, can we go back in the studio and get some music for Chris to listen to? Let's, let's do this. Well, that's another big question too, right? That's, that's really something that's going to be answered here sooner or later is are these bands writing music and going to record more music or are they just going to go immediately out on tour, release what they've been hanging on to and go out on tour? Because, you know, if, if you kind of look at the cycle that most bands do, it's album, tour as much as you can, then album. And they're pretty quick in turning around now because they need more material to, you know, to tour on, to keep touring, to keep people interested. Right. So are they going to record a whole bunch of music and then just have, you know, are we going to go back to the days of like the early 70s when bands were releasing two albums a year, you know, like Kiss? That would be, that would so be awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but I mean, that's a question. So all this time is going on and I'm sure they're writing music or some of them are. I know some of them have had trouble being in, inspired, but, you know, what's going to happen? I'm really interested to, to talk to Blake from Joyous Wolf to see what they're doing because their plan was to record an album. Are they able to record remotely? Cause that's an, you know, that's a question that really is interesting to see what they're going to do. You know, we'll, I think, we'll find I out. think dirty honey was recording remotely with their producer who was in Australia, or at least they started that way. I saw some videos that they were posting. So 
Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if other bands can do that. Yeah, it'll be interesting to hear what Blake has to say. Yeah, no, I mean, that's a great question, you know. Um, I I know Mark was, they were talking about once they were done with the tour with the Amazons, they were going to take a little bit of a break and then head down to Australia and for the spring and part of the summer and then have that album out by the end of the year. I don't know if that's still going to happen. Um, so these are a lot of unknowns right now, and maybe Blake will be able to shed some light from Joyous Wolf to see what they're doing or what they're up to and, you know, how they're managing you know, their career right now with, with this, with this pandemic and it'll maybe give a little bit of a glimpse as to what other bands are doing too, as well. It's an interesting time. That's for sure. Well, cool, man. Um, I appreciate the conversation. I like doing this stuff. I like promoting new bands. Once again, everybody, the three bands that you should be listening to, you should be in the know on are my pick 1000 mods. You can find them on Twitter at 1000 mods you can find Chris's pick, Black Smoke Trigger, I think at Black Smoke Trigger yep. on Twitter. Yep, and, I believe so, yep. And I think South of Eden is South of Eden Band on Band. Twitter. Yep. Um, so check them out. They are three great bands, three bands that are on the rise, three different unique sounds from three different locations, Greece, New Zealand, and Columbus, Ohio. So we're covering, yeah. we're covering the continent. We're, we're international, folks. So, um, but give it a listen, give these bands a listen, and then send us messages. Um, Chris, what's your Twitter feed? Oh, I don't even know what my, uh, oh, I'm staring at it. It's uh, at CO underscore Mountaineer. Yes. Yes. He's got a West Virginia University logo um, as his, what do they call it? Like picture? What, what's the, what's yeah, the, what's my the, little profile picture i guess there yeah go. there you go and of course i'm at the hook rock so after you listen to this episode please go check out these three bands and let us know what you think either post underneath on the comment section um when this drops either on facebook or twitter or like i said you can email chris or you can dm chris or you can dm me you can email me at the hook rocks at gmail.com send us a, I, i'd really i'm really curious to see what people think because we need to start listening to new music. I'm telling you, folks, the classic rock acts are going to be gone. So get in on the game. Got anything else, yep. buddy? No. Listen to Black Smoke Trigger and listen to South Beat and listen to Thousand Mods. And just a little bit of a tidbit here. There's going to be an announcement about the show in the next couple of weeks. And Chris is involved in it. And I think everyone's going to be excited. So look out for that, too, as well. Wait, does that mean I'm not fired? Yeah, well, you've we've we've put you on we 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 immediately put you on probation. Damn it! That's, you're not the first person to do that, so we're good. Yeah, right. <laughs> awesome. Well, hey, man, thank you, Chris, for doing this. I appreciate. Once again, this is the Hook Rocks. This is the In the Know show where we feature three bands, three new music, three new. I'm sorry, three new artists that you should be checking out. So go check them out. Go listen. Let us know what you think. Thanks again for everybody listening. Once again, this is Jay Scott. This is the Hook Rocks, the ultimate rock community podcast. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Take care. We'll talk again soon. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. 
And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.